0: What up, everybody? Yeah, 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 Back for the podcast. It's Brennan in the studio with Ben. What up? And then Jaina.
1: Hello.
0: chill out. So we've got the Oasis staff, and we've got another podcast for you. It's coming a couple days late, and that that's on us again. We're going to we're gonna continue to get better. You know, we're learning. We're growing. There will be podcasts that will be late again in the yeah, future. I mean, we're you not know, gonna promise. life happens, man. Yeah. That's okay. But what we will promise is a good question to start the day. And it might not even be a good question. <laughs> But this is the one I've come up with. What is your favorite Christian holiday? Uh-oh, I'm getting big big eyes. Probably Halloween. <laughs> ben,
1: come on, Probably man.
0: All Saints Day.
1: That's <laughs> a good one. Christ the King Sunday.
0: <laughs> Youth Pastor Sunday. <laughs> <Let's all the laughs> Wait, Youth when is it? What Sunday is it? Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, That's oh, so man. good. <laughs> 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 Those are fake. Yeah, none of those are real except for Ben's. He he is a huge lover of Halloween. Honestly, I can't get him to not celebrate. It's super hard for me, guys. <laughs> oh boy! No, but seriously, uh, come on.
2: You got two to choose I mean, from. I, I don't know. I don't know how Easter is not the one always <laughs> I said. I think that's what's tough about it. If it, if it's if you push outside of Christmas and Easter, like if I can't choose those two. I mean, I personally like the third Sunday in the Lenten season, which is no idea. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or that sounds specific. like it could be Passover. It is. It's a
0: <laughs> Not the or like no, the, the no, Palm Sunday. That's what I mean.
2: Yeah, Palm Sunday is great. Palm Sunday's Palm a fun Sunday's one. Good. The entrance of the King, he's riding on a donkey. It's good times. You mm-hmm. love Holy Week. Holy Week's a good. That's yeah. I mean, does just, that
1: count as one?
2: No.
0: I don't feel like it is. I'm a big Monday, Thursday. Of guy.
2: course you are.
1: Fat <laughs> <laughs> that, that Tuesday.
0: That's just. Uh,
2: I, oh, I know what it is. I figured it out. Yeah, Tuesday. probably Bra- Black Friday.
0: <laughs> Holiest day of the year. <laughs> Thou art. Buy stuff, like guys. Guys.
1: Friday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a that's a uh, Winston Bishop quote. We were just talking about New Girl. <laughs> oh, I got Ben good. I okay. I'll answer the questions if you want. While Ben's so dying, I forgot. Oh man, I legitimately really love Pentecost Sunday. Mm. It's so good just to celebrate that moment when the Spirit fell upon the church and it was kind of established and the like global and nature of it and the superseding the time nature of it. Love it. It's a good good reminder of the church
0: who Ah. we are sure i'll have to give christmas you got the people out there thinking who doesn't No, it's great i know, you know? that's my I, how do you not pick yeah, well, easter or christmas i feel like
1: easter was my first thought. yeah i was like we'll go somewhere
0: else but you can't get easter without christmas
1: yeah it's but, true
0: you can't get salvation without easter yeah so <laughs> probably probably a better
2: answer for easter no I, no i think they're both right
1: so which one came yeah. first the chicken or the egg
2: Well, the chicken mm-hmm.
1: biblically speaking
2: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: now that we wasted your three minutes on that. That was fun. I'm not ready for this now. My mind is everywhere now. This is going to be good. Let's go. The reason we ask about Christian holidays is because our topic today is that of the season of Lent, and the season of Lent would be a Christian holiday in a sense. More, you'd probably just call it a season on the Christian calendar, because usually holidays aren't a whole entire month, but maybe you could call it that. And and really where we want to start this conversation is just, what is Lent? you got an answer for me?
2: Yeah, I mean, Go, very easily. And Lent starts with Ash Wednesday. And it's the 40 days, not including Sunday, that precede uh, the Saturday before Easter. Mm-hmm. So that includes... Te- I mean, and then what's hard with this, it's throughout the history of Lent, which Brennan is going to hit and talk about because he did more research on it than I did... Um, Throughout the history, it's changed based off when, because some traditions throughout the history of the church didn't celebrate on the weekends, so it's still forty days, yeah. but so it technically was a longer period of time. But they say that six weeks, so those forty days, not including Sundays, leading up to the Saturday before Easter, before we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus.
0: Yeah, so it's it always is changing, right? Because Easter moves for
2: us when we practice it is changing, but the idea of the forty days before Easter
1: yeah change. yeah
0: so what, what's the deal with that like why can't we just peg down christmas always december 25th yeah that's great but easter it's like a shot in the dark man i never know when i when ash wednesday is No, you just have to know when the calendar comes out the next <laughs> year
2: <laughs> find easter
0: legit that's how i that's
2: how i figured it out it I just think. Saying, have you ever looked into why easter changes no i have no idea i don't either
1: I honestly kind of it's because we here's
2: here's that. the issue guys now we're gonna do a different podcast the <laughs> consumerism and american christianization of christianity has americanization of christianity has killed our faith so all right we're, we're gonna do it in a different podcast now <laughs> <laughs> just kidding but i think that's what it is it's what's significant i wish i knew man did you just it. look it up i yes, got it i love it i love that you just looked it up
0: the exact date of easter varies so much because it actually depends on the moon oh perfect is what this says the holiday is set to coincide with the first Sunday after the Pascal full moon. The first full moon after the ver- vernal equinox. Because the Jewish calendar is tied to solar and lunar cycles, the dates of Passover and Easter fluctuate every year. So it connects with Passover.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Sense. Look at us learning things. Wow. I need to look more into that. That's Imagine super, if you didn't have super Google. Intriguing. You
0: just never know why Easter didn't. No, you would. It just would take no, for you. Wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't.
1: You wouldn't go, to go through to the trouble. Library, I would go through the trouble. Flip through the little cards. I've never not had to
2: not use Google. I've not, never not had to use, like, on the research. So I think I would. Google didn't even
0: exist, like, your first 20 years of life. Listen yeah. to me. I'm not that old. <laughs> 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 How dare you, sir?
1: <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Okay, but
0: the, but you said it started with Ash Wednesday. It starts yeah. on Ash Wednesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is that? What's Ash Wednesday? You know,
2: it's just a time and a season when people and Christians go to certain churches and they put a little black smudge on your forehead.
0: As Ben's son called it yesterday when I saw him, he <laughs> said, why you got a T on your forehead? <laughs>
1: That's funny. That's a good question. Yeah, it's a good question.
2: <laughs> yeah, he. It's a, what's cool about that too, actually, is that it's the first time that he's actually been able to see something like that. Like, because yeah. in me growing up, uh, had a Catholic background. so we would go to church if we went to church was very, very rare, it was in the Catholic Church, but had every so often would, participate in Ash Wednesday. So I knew a little bit about it, didn't know the history, didn't have the right motives, didn't understand it, didn't care. Um, But growing up and then actually being a pastor in the church, this is only the second time, I think, in my 10 years of ministry that I've been a part of a church that's done an Ash Wednesday service Mm. Uh, because there are different denominations that prioritize it. So, like, you're usually going to see Lutheran, Catholic, Methodist denomination, Anglican denominations who are going to prioritize and actually do an Ash Wednesday service. We in the Westland Church, just from my experience, not all of them, practice it and do it but we did this last this wednesday and it was amazing so the idea of ash wednesday ash is representing death it's to have that moment where we come together and yeah. remember just the sorrowfulness of our sin mm-hmm. and ash represents our sin and that death comes from our sin
0: yeah it's pretty straightforward it's yeah. it's
2: it's heavy if you get the time to actually sit and have to bask in the sorrowfulness of your sin yeah the hurt that it brings the father um, it can be really heavy, but we don't end with just our sin mm-hmm. and the hurt that we bring to God.
0: And where does this whole 40-day idea come from? Why is it just – is it randomly selected? Is there like a biblical backing for it? Yeah. What, what's up with that?
2: So a lot of people would say – I mean, Methodists would lean on the wilderness. Jesus is 40 days in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And the idea of 40 is a – or the number 40 holds special significance in Scripture and in the Bible – not because God says 40 is his number, or like even like people would say, well, seven is God's number. It's just a reality of significant events that have happened in the Bible. You have um, the 40 days and nights during the flood, during Genesis, Moses fasted for 40 days before he received the 10 commandments. Um, the spies who went into the land of Canaan before they went to like go and cross over to the, to the land of paradise, they were over there for 40 days. The prophet Elijah traveled for 40 days and nights to reach the mountain of God, which was Sinai. Um, and so it just, it holds incredibly special significance. And then Jesus is fasting in the wilderness. Um, Before he went and did his ministry, when he was tempted by the devil, it was 40 days. So it's just a a significant number chosen, which you can get into this a little bit, Brennan, um, by a certain council of Nicaea.
0: Yeah, totally. I think, yeah, so essentially where we're going to go with this is just a little of the background. Where did this idea of Lent, Ash Wednesday, I mean, we get where Easter came from. But some of these other Christian holidays, I mean, maybe we were spouting off jokingly or serious, some Christian holidays Mm -hmm. you'd never heard of. Like, But they do have origins, and it took us a little bit to dig for this one just because it's changed so much over the years. Every every time, there so many churches practice it different, so many leaders practice it different, yeah. and that's not just presently how it sits. But for pretty much all of Christian history, it's kind of shifted and changed what it looked like. But the idea came from when it started was a period of reverence a period of fasting a period of extended prayer that led up to the resurrection of jesus so as christians ben was saying jokingly but seriously like our salvation depends on the easter sunday jesus rising from the grave is the pinnacle of what we're believing in so because of that it it, it inevitably has to be the most important day in our calendar and to show that reverence we gave it a period, almost a buffer of these 40 days that we now call Lent to practice and prepare for that most important day. And where it was kind of set in stone, because this was practiced. I mean, in the early churches, they might have not called it Lent. They might have called it something else. They might have not even have labeled it. But they practiced a period of preparing for Easter and then during the Council of Nicaea in about 325, so the 4th century, a bunch of church leaders came together, and it was an ecumenical council, which means the whole church, everybody in the church, agreed at this council for a couple big decisions. And it wasn't really put in pen at the time that, that Lent was what it was going to be called, or this is what it was going to be pra- like, even solidified in the Christian calendar, but it was nailed down more than it had previously been. They set aside this period of time, uh, as a christian tradition that would be practiced for centuries to come that up until easter there would be a period of time that was for prayer for fasting and to prepare for the holiday to come so sufficient sounds good to yeah. me yeah, I, yeah Go ahead. i think you can tie in just like some of the other church tradition of what baptism yeah happened right. yeah yep. yep. i mean for the longest period of time baptisms Primarily happened on Easter Sunday. Because if you know some of the theology of baptism, as you're dunked into the water or dipped into the water, I don't know if dunked is your word, <laughs> as they chuck you in the water, baptize <laughs> you. Yeah. You're, you're laid into the grave metaphorically in your sin. And as you come out of the water, you're renewed and reborn in Jesus. And for us as Wesleyans, this is a a sacrament because we believe God's powerfully moving and as he's moving in that act, but we also believe it's symbolic. I mean, that's not your moment of salvation. Rather, we believe faith is your moment of salvation, but you rising from the grave of the water, when you practice that on Easter Sunday, as Jesus rises from the grave, there is incredible connection between those two different events. So that's why for the longest time, baptism was practiced primarily on Easter, because you're rising from your metaphorical water grave as Jesus rises from his literal grave. And there was, because of that practice of baptism, there was what they encouraged people who were going to be new converts or baptized for the first time, they encouraged them to practice uh, repentance and fasting yeah. and extended prayer before their baptism for because 40 days They even, for 40, 40, 40 days day thing yeah they they believed so powerfully in this sacrament of baptism that they wanted you to prepare as much as you possibly could to receive it so therefore they they had lent for this so that is that's another little add-in to yeah. why the lent season was practiced and then obviously
2: baptism was changed to not just happening on one day a year it's literally like it, it changed and mm-hmm. not I, I mean the practice of baptism did get more relaxed but the practice of like entering into a season of Lent and that fasting and repentance mm-hmm. definitely got relaxed. Mm-hmm. But it was just still a season they kept um as a spiritual devotion for the church sure. to be able to prepare themselves mm-hmm. literally for Easter Sunday.
0: And and maybe the practice of baptism got a little relaxed. Maybe. <laughs> I get that's another podcast though. We should we um, should go into that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wrote it down a couple of days ago. So okay. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get a, a sacraments bat uh, <laughs> podcast here eventually. Okay. You get you get the why, you get the what, you get the when. But like why do we practice it, or do we practice it? I mean, Ben said he's done it twice in ten years. What's the whole gist behind this thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, Brennan, you kind of already explained it a little bit of just that that period of preparation um, for baptism for Easter Sunday to be reflective, uh, to repair within ourselves, our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirits, um, to practice repentance um, as we turn, as we look towards that Easter. Um, sunday um and even holy week before um and so like we could get into why some denominations do and don't practice it if you wanted to ben i think
0: i think before we get there would you just like give us a a snapshot of what you would say repentance is because i think this is this christian word we throw around and it's like lent is a season of repentance and people are like sweet but what is that (laughs) so what is this i have to have a season of it yeah yeah yeah. what is that what are we talking about
1: Well, I don't have like a textbook definition I can just rattle off, but basically it's just the confession of sins and then the turning away from sins. Um, and turning away simply means saying I'm going to pursue not doing this anymore. Yeah. Um, not just the oh, I'm gonna you know confess to God and then three days later I'm gonna do it again, but mm-hmm. that active um, commitment to turning away from it, to to resisting that temptation and, and being intentional in that.
0: Yeah. And that's something we've encouraged people to practice consistently. I mean, you do that
2: consistently. What's what's beautiful about the Lenten season, and I think why even being a part of and participating in an Ash Wednesday service is even just the moment that I think we all felt, at least I know for sure I felt in that moment of the way that Pastor Steve and Kyle and Pastor Kyle just set up the service to literally like allow us to reflect. So like you read Genesis 3 in the fall, they read Psalm 51, which is David's repentance psalm. And just like there's heaviness as you read scripture, especially in those, the reality of, of what sin does, because repentance isn't just this intellectual understanding that i need to stop doing a sin and run towards jesus it requires like like true brokenness mm-hmm. which is why i loved yesterday is because i still know i have hope in jesus which is mm-hmm. why, i mean that's the reality have victory mm-hmm. but to be able to be in a spot where no like <clears throat> am i actually truly broken because of my sin yeah. and how it what it does to the father and repenting no i am because of like to feel the sorrowfulness of my sin and want to not do that and literally run towards Jesus and run away from my sin. I think, just almost a regre- regretful acknowledgement of our sin and our our what we've done that we know we not ought to do. Um, but then coming with that, like Jana said, a commitment to change. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I love the Ash Wednesday service that we were part of. I just yeah. it was beautiful.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a great couple of reasons why we practice it. But we've been hopping around this idea of some practice Lent, or some teach about Lent, and some don't. Yeah. So like, what's the what's the whole idea behind that? I, I mean, and I don't know about
2: teach, but definitely practice. I think I think there's a some teaching in most churches, and maybe not. Like yeah. I mean, you know, it's, and I don't have a great answer, but I'm gonna say some stuff that. Maybe will make sense. It kind of makes sense to me, but I don't necessarily agree with it. Oh, okay. Like one is like, okay, do you, do you see specifically a season or a moment in, in the New Testament, even in the early church? Cause Paul was alive for three, I mean, multiple years yeah. after he gave his life to Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. where someone like the apostle Paul practicing in a season of Lent, telling the, telling the church as he's writing letters. Practices season mm-hmm. like there's nothing in the New Testament in Scripture that tells us of this idea of practicing a 40 day yeah. fasting and period. So they'll look at that and say, "Well, it's not a biblical mandate, mm-hmm. not a biblical command." Uh, I think that's one maybe reason. I don't know if that's a great reason because, especially, I mean, for Westlands, we have high authority of Scripture, mm-hmm. huge, yeah, huge definitely. authority of Scripture. But we also look at three other things that help us dictate: okay, what, how to live life, how to. Uh, walk our faith and some of that is our tradition so the history of our forefathers the history of the early church the history of 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 what has happened in church history it's our experience like your testimony is real and powerful so you look at the experience that you've had and no one can kind of discount uh, what god has done in your life especially when it lines up which is why scripture should be the foundation lines up with scripturally what we're what we're called to do and then we have a mind we have reason so we use those four things to kind of think like how to make decisions mm-hmm. how to pursue truth how to pursue jesus um but then another reason is i think a lot of christians and a lot of even church leaders when it's not taught about like you said or not even practiced by church leadership so congregants and people and and yeah, people in the church and Christians aren't going to do what they don't see their leaders doing. Yeah. Like, that's just a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think they go to the other side of the spectrum of legalism, of this idea of religious duty. Um, for me, <clears throat> here's, and this is more just a personal story, not putting on anything else. Like, I grew up, go, again, going to church mainly twice a year. Yeah. Like, really is what it was. Catholic tradition uh and we just it wasn't a priority for my family probably it wasn't prioritized for my family but there were some years depending on what my family was going through if our family was going through like hard difficult seasons which we did we went to church a lot more and so like we'd go to an ash i mean my, my dad would take me out of school and take me to an ash wednesday service and for me it was just like we did these things and what i noticed in my family because there was a moment where we didn't feel like things were okay And we didn't know what was going to happen. So if we felt like we did made good decisions, like you were told or taught, like going to church is a good decision, things would get better, which isn't necessarily always the case. Mm -hmm. And so I think some people, Christians, including myself, like, so when I ultimately make faith a priority and give my life to Jesus at 19 years old, I saw some of the traditions that were happening previously in my life. And because they didn't mean anything for me when I was growing up, then why would they mean anything for me now as I'm actually trying to actually prioritize following jesus yeah. and so they go to the i think a wrong side of the spectrum saying well that's just duty that's what you have to do that's a legalism when in reality, that's not the case mm-hmm. a lot of it is well where's your heart in pursuing these different practices and, and different seasons um it's all even how not even just seasons but how you go to church every sunday like why are you going what is your motive behind it yeah. and so they take it and they look at it like it's a religious duty that some traditions say you have to do mm-hmm. because you're a Christian, where that's not the reality. And so I think that's why some people have pushed up against it. Um, but in reality, like Jesus didn't establish this, and, and the church, I think, didn't establish its tradition of let as a commandment for the for followers of Jesus to observe. It's literally an opportunity for us to grow in intimacy mm-hmm. for Jesus. Like the reward at the end of Lent is not so I can give something up and then say, I, I, I accomplished it. This is not a New Year's resolution. The reward at the end is intimacy with the Father.
0: Hell. And that's a good line you said right there. I think it went something like, um, so much of it isn't a commandment, but an opportunity. Yeah. Like, how yeah. much of Christianity is not necessarily a commandment, but an opportunity? Mm-hmm. Like, there are commandments, but a lot mm-hmm. of times you got opportunities yeah, to step into what God's calling you to, or to prepare yourself, or to find repentance, or to find forgiveness. It's, man, that is good. That's a good that's line. Good. Yeah. So, I think that's a good explanation. You know, why, maybe a follow up question to that is why do you think we started as a church this year? to maybe focus a little bit more on Lent when we have it in the past?
2: More opportunity for conversation. <clears throat> I mean, I've seen more. And again, so I've been here a year and a half, mm-hmm. so involved in different conversations. And um, we have staff meeting every Tuesday. And I don't remember who brought it up or when it got brought up, but I think it was one. We just had never, because we never done it. We never really talk about it but all of us at the same time know like uh, the history of the people in our church have a history of when they grew up of an Ash Wednesday service. We have a call and Brennan brought this. Up. We have a college young adult crew where they're coming from churches and coming from, from towns where they have a history of participating in an Ash Wednesday in a Lenten season. Mm-hmm. And it's like the fact that we don't provide that Pushes or not pushes, but doesn't give people an opportunity to press into to pressing their faith, either what they've known or what will help them grow and continually grow in intimacy with the Father. And so I think just conversations started happening. Steve um, did it, used to do it up in North Dakota. And again, because it wasn't a tradition of Grace Point specifically, we yeah. just never done it. And just, mm-hmm. I think they just decided, like, this is going to help serve our people well. Yeah. And we want to be a part of doing this.
0: That's cool that, that we're flexible as a church like that to be able to, to make changes where we haven't done this thing for years. Like yeah. they haven't done an Ash Wednesday, but now we're going to add that in. So we got a little bit of Ben's snippet story on what his encounter was with it. But, Jaina, grown up, yeah. what was your practice with Lent or Ash Wednesday or Holy Week or any of that, yeah. really?
1: So fairly non-existent. I grew up in a non-denom church um, with family that's Wesleyan. Um, so, again, not a lot of um, teaching or even practice in the Christian year in general. Um, so, like, the church I grew up in, non-denom, pretty large, you know, did Christmas and Easter, pretty big, crazy stuff. Um, and would I like? I can remember there being years when our senior pastor would maybe on the first Sunday of Lent teach about what Lent was, mm. but it wasn't an entire season that we practice. And like, we haven't talked about like the like Christian year lectionary, but my church didn't use that; didn't follow that. It's just basically a service order that you can follow. Yeah. yeah. But so, I mean, I have I've never legitimately practiced Lent or have given something up and replacing it with something. Um, so first year maybe
0: first time love it welcome to the lenten crew (laughs) (laughs) you are a part of the crew (laughs) and and for me i grew up lutheran i mean we went to lutheran church consistently growing up like i was confirmed in the lutheran church so this was something i I practiced every single year like ash wednesday was no shock to me like it was it was normal like the whole lenten season it was (laughs) lent was bomb when i was growing up because (laughs) every wednesday we had church when we normally didn't because they they believed that uh Following Ash Wednesday, they continued to have Wednesday services, which they don't have throughout the year for adults. Mm -hmm. And it was just every Wednesday they called people back to this self reflection and back to this moment of prayer in order to help even narrow them farther as they proceeded towards Easter. It helped people communally continue to get together to prepare for the holiday. And I thought that was sweet, not really because of the service. But because every Wednesday did the, they did a potluck. So <laughs> Let's as go. a kid, I got to eat up during Lent. Like I that loved it. Great. It was so awesome. <laughs> the
1: opposite of what a lot yeah, of people Right, right, right. Yeah.
2: With the season of sacrifice <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in Lent and
0: Brennan just of indulging. Yeah. We are going to have a
1: potluck every week. Dude, it, I it was that. awesome.
0: I loved <laughs> Wednesdays amazing. during Lent. Uh, but yeah, when I, when I was confirmed, I kind of fell away more from the Lutheran church and then. Coming back, I did a little bit of reformed in the youth group, and now I'm a part of the Wesleyan Church. So I've always just had that background, and like Ben said, I recognized in a lot of our people that there was some, there was a desire to have that experience still. And because we didn't see it as a biblical mandate, we maybe hadn't. But in order to serve our people, in order for them to participate in something, we thought we could teach really well and lead people into really well. I, I love it. I think it's an awesome opportunity, and hope, hopefully, something we continue to do. So I think it is, yeah, for sure. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah, Final question, but it's a little bit more lengthy. How do you practice Lent? Like We've talked about what it is. We've gotten a little bit of the background, all that nitty-gritties out of the way. Like, what's the practical side of the Lent season?
2: Yeah, and we're just going to go with what Pastor Steve said really well yesterday during our service. And he said, it says, opportunity one, there is a reality that needs to – there needs to be a sacrifice mm. because that helps you actually prepare to celebrate joyfully that Easter Sunday. It, it again – in sacrifice, meaning you're preparing yourself by fasting, repenting through prayer, through even like there's been a history of of giving um, and or charity, uh, alms giving is another word said, yeah. but of uh, just this idea of you're sacrificing something within self, uh, but then also not just leaving something out, sacrificing something, you're adding something in. And that adding something in would be something that helps you cultivate more intimacy with the Father, which is ultimately the reward. It's preparing yourself, yes, to be ready to celebrate well the joy and the reality and victory we have Mm -hmm. in the resurrection, the life, death, resurrection of Jesus. Um, But it will give opportunity to grow. To grow in your faith. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to keep talking if you guys are okay with that. And yeah, I give think examples we'll, of
0: that. one real quick is that when I was reading, I just read about the three pillars of yeah, Lent, yep. which was essentially what Ben just talked about. It was sacrifice to self, sacrifice to God, and sacrifice to neighbors. So what is something you need to take away from yourself in this season? What's something you need to give to, to give to God in this season? And what's something you should give to your neighbors in this uh, 40-day period? But I, I thought that was kind of cool, the three pillars. Yeah, sweet. I love that. Now you can keep going. So
2: even just with that, so if those are the things, it's – what's your motive behind it Mm -hmm. don't practice it because we're saying like we're going to be a part of it and so i just i found these questions i'm going to ask these questions like this is more even just for me than anything else so why am i doing this so is lent a matter of obedience tradition to tradition to tradition or obedience to god Is this something God is asking and calling me into to participate, to prepare myself, to sacrifice something, Mm to fast, to pray? Uh, Is it a means of achieving a work-based salvation or of giving praise and thanks to Jesus because he already finished the work for us, for salvation? Um, And then is it a way to achieve a resolution or is it a means of growing closer to the Father? Uh, And I think just know your motive. uh, Look look to leave something out, to get rid of something, to sacrifice something, um, but then add something in in time with God. Uh, it should. And I I love the way that Steve said, it should feel like a sacrifice and that's okay. That's not a bad thing.
0: So personally, what are you guys thinking?
2: Yeah. Fasting once a week. I'm going to do that. And then (laughs) I told Abby this and I still don't feel great about it, (laughs) but I've been working out like three times a week for, I don't know how long I'm going to do it once a day, but listen to scripture. And so the idea of like, there's something, and I, I've always tried to deny it of like, I don't like physical exercise. I like feeling physically healthy, (laughs) but I don't want to sacrifice to feel that way. (laughs) But there's, there's a connection to, I feel emotionally better Mm -hmm. when I feel physically better. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also listen to podcasts and stuff that I want to listen to. And so I'm going to listen to scripture
0: every time I work out uh, and then fast once a week. Did you pick a day or are you ran random fast day?
2: Well, t- this week is Thursday, but it's going to be Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Nice. This week is Thursday, because I'm doing it with another person.
0: Oh, look right. at that. That's cool. I didn't mean to call you out on your fast day. I'm just but... going to I'm just going to fast <laughs> like
2: the Pharisees. I'm going to I'm going to make myself look terrible. I'm going to put dirt on my face. I'm going
0: to wear terrible clothes. So do you need Jaina and I to just like record sections of the bible and send it to you oh that'd be i would listen <laughs> would to it so no i legit would listen to it that's actually the
2: podcast next week we're just gonna all read the gospel read of luke
0: i'm just gonna yeah <laughs> ben'll just put me in his ears listen to me as he listen, i'd listen to it How funny. i feel like reading is not one of my best traits so i'm gonna yeah. pass on this one but if there's something else you need during this lent season you let me know sounds good Jana, what are you thinking
1: oh boy i haven't put enough thought into it honestly um I told someone last night that I think I'm gonna, the thing I'm gonna give up is I'm not gonna eat out with the caveat that if someone invites me to go out, hmm. like I'll go out to yeah. eat with them. I'm not gonna be like, no. But I think I am gonna take more opportunities to invite people over and actually cook for them too. That's sweet. So, yeah, there you go. A little, I little, haven't thought about what I'm gonna add in.
0: A little out though. and in right there. For me, I decided uh, that I'm cutting social media for the 40 days, which is something I've done before and I actually love it. Like it's, it's weird because it's like, I got, an hour or so to fill each day because that's probably how much I use my social media, which isn't terrible, but not great. Uh, but yeah, I, I love cutting social media. So if you're looking for something, that's an easy one. That's hard for some people, but an easy change. And uh, the thing that I added in is I, I, I'm in the practice of reading the Bible every morning. So I was reading yesterday. So Ash Wednesday, first day of Lent, and uh, I just was praying through it. And I had this idea that I could take one verse from or one or two verses from every day that I read and send it, my family has a group message. Nice. So I got to put it in my family's group message. And and some of my family are avid Bible readers and some are not, which that's another conversation. But I wanted them to be able to see and reflect on scripture every day during this Advent or this Lent season. So that was just something I decided I was going to add in, which day one, good. Day two, I haven't had a chance yet, <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting to it, I promise. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. And here's, and I want to say this, we we say these things and i'm hoping you guys know our heart more than anything else. like we we say here's what we're trying to do because i know for me like especially as an early because like i would need examples i want to hear from people like what am i supposed to do what are other people doing so like i mean i know for myself because i'm probably one of the most humble guys i know
0: I was literally about to pop in and be like, you know, I just I just shared mine because I really wanted the flex, you know?
2: But it's like our hearts is like, we want to help you guys and here's the, we're living, giving, giving these examples because I mean, we love Jesus, we love each other and we want to, I, I, for me too, it's like, I'm going to ask now, all right, how's it been going? But I can ask these two and I think a part of, and I'll say this every time, it's one of my favorite things about our faith is not individual, but it's corporate and communal. And so for us to be able to share with each other with two people that I love and trust is like, I know they're gonna, I'm gonna keep them accountable, they're gonna keep me accountable. I know they'll ask questions, especially if I ask them to. So, I mean, don't be afraid to ask people, and invite people along with the ride.
0: Yeah, we, we invite our million listeners to come in and, and join us in this journey. Like, millions? we can't. Tillions of millions. Tens of millions. <laughs> because of Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. No, that's sweet. Thanks thanks for saying that, Ben. And I think that's a good place to end. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for checking out the Oasis podcast if this is your first time. Otherwise, we will be back next week. See ya.
2: Bye. <laughs>